The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and good morning. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 8th of December and the time has now just gone 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and joining me on the show this morning is my guest, Sister Tazeen. Assalamu alaikum, Sister, and how are you? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Alhamdulillah, very well. And how's the week been for you? Alhamdulillah, very well. Thank you. I'd like to... Uh, Give salam to all the audience, inshallah. Wish, wish everybody a Jummah Mubarak, inshallah. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, um, Tazeen, how have you found this weather? Ah, cold, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it too much. I quite like the uh, the winters, the autumn winter season. Ah, you took the words just out of my mouth. I was just about to ask you, what kind of season lady are you? Do you prefer the, the winter or the summer? I'm actually an every season lady, alhamdulillah. I don't have a particular favourite, but I do enjoy the uh, the sort of uh, the warmth of um, of the autumn winter when you can sort of yeah. come in. It's about a nice cold day, a nice long walk in the cold and come in and get warm. And yeah, I, I do like, enjoy that. Yeah, I know. I'd like to say I'd, I'm, I'm a summer lady, but um, I think I'm like yourself, enjoying the winter where I think, oh yeah, it's all nice and warm. Because in the summer, it's hot and there's it's very little we can do to try and cool ourselves down whereas in the winter if you're cold you just layer up or go in warmer places so it's easier to to stay more happy and content but I do find in the winter I don't stop eating and so I'm not <laughs> I'm not in favor of the winter anymore I just uh, crave carbs I'm like chocolate <laughs> bread anything just to keep me going so um yeah I'm, I'm not happy with the winter in that respect so that's something that I have to uh try and help myself you you obviously cope well with that you don't have oh, oh no some, some of us have that issue year round but alhamdulillah <laughs> okay alhamdulillah so listeners i just wanted to make you aware that this show is a pre-record so we won't be taking in any messages this morning but you can hear us through the usual channels through the airwaves at inspire fm 105.1 fm um, and also through tune in via the inspire fm webpage and also on your smartphones via the inspire fm app we should also be streaming um, as an audio via the Inspire FM Facebook page where you can leave any comments on today's topic and must give the show a thumbs up. So um, we've been talking about the weather and we've been talking about how we're coping with it and the, and the rain that's been on and off. But in today's show, my guest and I will be exploring how life has developed for women in the working world. Um, it's an open discussion with no wrong or right answer. Every woman works her own way and we all share different ways of how we do our work and practice our ethics at work. Um, this morning, everything that um, Sister Tazine and I will be sharing will be our own opinions and our own views. So um, there is nothing that's etched in stone and you must follow. It's just our opinions and it's just an open discussion that we are having. But before I begin uh, with all my talk i'm sure listeners are keen to hear a bit more from uh, sister tazine so please can i get you to introduce yourself to the listeners okay assalamualaikum everybody it's lovely to be here today and to join the wonderful sister neelan mashallah uh, very honored to be invited uh, again onto the radio alhamdulillah um so i'm a secondary school teacher um in luton i've also taught in sixon college in luton um born and brought up in luton lived in luton all my life alhamdulillah very proud to be part of this community and to inshallah serve the community because uh, i think we have um a wonderful thing here in luton yeah. alhamdulillah wow mashallah yes yeah. so so you've really um gone across the boards there with your um, working world there you've gone through sixth form college and and now you're based in a secondary school working as a secondary school teacher i am yes so currently i'm at the stock park academy over in farley hill and um, so alhamdulillah very much enjoying it there quite new there but very much alhamdulillah enjoying my my time there can today. i ask what subject or that you teach at secondary okay. yeah so teach religious studies um oh or otherwise known as religious education in some schools. Oh, wow. Wow, secondary, hats off to you. I don't know how you do it. I'm not <laughs> sure I've got the patience. I've got teens at home and 
that's enough for me. <laughs> that's enough Alhamdulillah. for me. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, well done. So, um, I guess the question that I wanted to start off with, uh, it's a bit of a uh, strong question, actually. Uh, do you think, in your own opinion, um, it's important that women work? Uh, so again, massive disclaimer to start with. Um, I think every woman's situation is unique. Mm. Um, and I'm really sort of wary of generalizing um, and sort of our viewers are going to be listening today and how does that apply to me I think everybody needs to have that intelligence and that sort of self-awareness to look at their own circumstances and to do what's best for them and for their family um, so I think that's key as well generally though speaking I think women have a lot to offer mm. um, and it's it when we talk about women in the workplace I mean if we go via negativa you know the absence of women in the workplace what are we as a society missing? Um, again, women have a lot to offer. They have a lot to contribute. Um, by not uh, sort of encouraging or at least facilitating for women to uh, have that space, um, I think as a society we'd be all the poorer. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree with you. And I don't think you could have... I don't think I could have answered that question in any nicer way that you just did there. I mean, there's a huge taboo around women working because, you know... Um, uh, I look at myself and, you know, I was working, um, I got married and I had children and then I stopped working. And, you know, when it comes to filling out forms at school and they ask what your um, what your role is, I'd be like, oh, you know, well, actually, professionally, I'm this. But actually, right now, I'm a I'm a homemaker, you know, or mm, housewife, yeah. you know. I didn't know what to associate myself yes. with. And I don't like the word housewife because yes. it's like, I'm not the wife of the house, you know. Uh, I always true. use housemaker as my mm -hmm. uh, homemaker as my as my um, thing because I think no, I don't like to think that I'm married to the house. I'm I'm actually, you know, there is more to me, as you said. Mm -hmm. Women have so much to offer, but yeah, it's a strange one, you know. I I always think it's very hard um, when you are a mum to accept that being a mum is not actually a job, it, but it is. Mm. I think, I mean, I was, again, I was in the world of work and then I uh, took some time out to raise my two boys, alhamdulillah, when, when they were very young. Mm -hmm. And I used to run into colleagues out in public and they would say, oh, what are you up to now? And I'd say, I'm with the kids. And they would say, just with the kids. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, you, you try cooking and, you know, uh, teaching and, uh, you know, planning and 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 the various things we sorry we were homeschooling as well so it was it was very intense alhamdulillah very blessed but i don't i think people sort of um underestimate the amount of time and effort that sort of goes into raising children um and sadly in my opinion i think it's very much belittled in society yeah. uh, so this idea of you're you're just a mother or you're just raising children um again at the same time i know women that choose to go out into the world, world of work because they find that um, they're not appreciated by by even within family or even within society um, and they don't feel valued. And I find that, I don't know, that saddens me a little bit. It feels like, um, you know, you have to get some sort of external validation, but it's true. Society really, you know, sort of, I would say mothers are probably, you know, at the lowest rung of society at the moment. They're really the perception um, which is ironic because I think it's the most important role in, in society. Um, and again, working in education, we, we, we come across, you know, sort of very sort of di difficult things that we see with our students. And we try our very best to um, sort of help and assist, but often you, it's almost reversing, mm. you know, sort of some, some, some of what was perhaps... Um, experienced in that in, in the early years and the formative years, especially within the household. Um, so I think that is a, a difficult side of things as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the interesting thing that you touched upon there, um, and uh, as a school teacher myself, you know, having gone back into this working world now slowly, um, I can see a difference with the children. Um, I think it's very, very important that women understand that their presence at home be it just being at home and doing the things that are at home has detrimental impact on the children's upbringing and confidence because as a school teacher and I do primary level 
I can see the difference in behavior of children that have got mums that are at home and mums that are working. And I mm -hmm. can actually see the, the children that have, you know, sadly working mums. And this isn't just a pure blanket. Every single child was like this, but commonly the ones that were going to breakfast club and after school clubs because mums were working or dad was working and they needed to be picked up later times. Those children used to play up a lot in the classrooms, and I see a difference mm. in in how these children are behaving. Would Would you agree with this? I, I think I would partially, but for me, it's more um, a matter of quality over quantity. Mm. Uh, so, say for example, um, one of the sort of beautiful advices that I was very fortunate to have received was. Um, no matter how many children you have, um, to try to spend at least 10 minutes a day solely, individually with the child. So you can really, you know, get to know their their interests, their hobbies, their likes, dislikes, and, you know, other children aside, you know, and that's something I'm, I'm constantly trying to, I think as a parent, many, many things I'm trying to still juggle, but that's one, one that I'm sort of quite mindful of. Yeah. Um, and I know mothers that are at home all day with their children, but again, there's not that attentiveness. Mm -hmm. There's not that, um, that presence. Um, so I would say pr being present and again, children, they're very, they're very, uh, attentive they're very uh, intuitive as well and I think when you have they have an adult be it a parent or a teacher who's present in front of them and they're not present with them and they're not fully engaged I mean it's it's, it's almost it's, it's visceral isn't it they're really they're picking up on that and um, I think that's that can possibly you know it's better just to have a few a few um, you know sort of uh, more more sort of aware moments rather than just um, yeah. and I, I think that's a really good point that you're touching on there, Taisy, because um, my husband, um, he read somewhere, actually. Um, I'm sure it was Sheikh Hamza Yusuf that said it as well. But he did say that spend and he and because what I make the mistake of, I use dinner time because I don't. That's the mm. one meal that we all have together. So mm. I always say to the children, you know, whatever online classes you have, wrap it up by you know seven thirty, really? and that's the time mm. we have to have dinner seven seven thirty. We're having dinner then mm. because everyone stopped all their stuff then, and mm. um, it's uh, it's nice for us to then. Um, sit down and I make the mistake of going around the table and asking them all so how was your day how was your day how was your day but I've given each of them probably a couple of minutes uh, but the other child that's listening in will enter and interject and have their opinion <laughs> so it becomes a bit chaotic but that's I think okay yep I've heard them out but actually when I sat down and heard that it's that individual time that you're meant to give mm. to the child where you're having that one-to-one -one with them. And then when I do that now, I've seen a totally different child when, mm. when they, and you know, I keep saying I've got to try and find that 10 minutes for each child and do it. Yeah. But, but I do find that once I've done that, they're a totally different child. They are yeah. telling me more and a bit more chatty. So I think yeah. that mistake that I was making about allowing them to talk as a group, which is a good thing as well. I highly encourage mm -hmm. that. I think family time is very important. And that's something that I, I, I grew up with that atmosphere. So I really wanted mm -hmm. to keep that in my family ho home as well. So that was very important for me. But mm -hmm. yes, you know, that time allocation is very important. I think you're yeah. very right there. And yeah. I think as sort of modern mothers as well, so to interject, as, as modern mothers, and working women as well. I think we're sort of really pushed for time constraints as well nowadays. So I think really just being creative. So my own mother, Allah bless her, uh, my role model, uh, mashallah, uh, she would drive us to school. And on the way we would have, you know, like, you know, or she'd drive us to, you know, our football clubs and our hockey clubs and yeah. and that, that time she was sort of utilizing. So again, I think it's about being creative or, you know, um, after dinner, washing the dishes together. Um, so I think it's about, yeah, just really creating those moments. But again, being really um, present and sort of being relaxed, being in the right state of mind. And really, I love what they say about our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu that when he would speak to people, he would he would turn his entire being to them. So he would really be present with them. Um, and again, we know the the massive impact that that had on on the blessed companions as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that's a, and that's such a lovely um, element to remember there about when talking to people, 
having your complete presence to them and showing that by turning your entire I've I've seen people do that and then my face changed thinking okay they're really listening now so I you know and and you feel a bit more valued you feel what what yeah. you're sharing has some importance so it's um it's really yeah. important um my next question was going to be um uh women women's roles in the workforce have evolved over the years um would you agree with this statement um yeah so if i'm sort of more sort of cynically speaking i'd say you know um pragmatically speaking i think you know sort of the powers that be have realized the the sort of value of of women in the workforce and sort of the economic advantages or benefits of that um but at the same time you know um it's important that women are in those spaces and i think there's been more of a move to facilitate that mm-hmm. uh so like you know things like flexible working mm-hmm. um you know historically there's there's obviously there's there's that's not really been very much facilitated but now um it's it's heading in that direction it's not where it should be uh like for example currently i think about a third of jobs offer flexible working and this is despite about 8 out of 10 people saying that they actually want it mm. so we are we're not where we should be but um there is possibly improvement and even in my career i i've seen um sort of movement towards that and i don't know if it's just because i work in a career where recruitment and re- retention is is just very poor yeah. and it's it's again it's a pragmatic thing um but there is definitely more uh, facilitation of that now um especially for women where often childcare and um and, and things are uh holding people back mm absolutely yeah i mean um i was just going to say post pandemic um pandemic pandemic uh, we've had a lot of companies now um you know rethink about how they're doing things um and one of the benefits has been i mean my husband he's been very blessed alhamdulillah lucky to be remotely working and he'll go into the office maybe once or twice a month um and so you know it's not it's not like he has to go in every single time yes. so he he does have that blessing there um and it's been quite helpful because you know he's been able to help with the school runs so you know helping out and 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 this is again i mean he's talked about his certain companies as well that he's worked alongside with whereas they actually have a flexi role to say look we understand you know you're raising your children and we don't want to compromise that in any way so yes. if you have to take meetings while you're doing a school run so be it put us on the speaker of your phone and your car and you know take this meeting that's how we would do it you know we will roll with whatever is is how you've got to work around your family it's not like oh no no you've got to be in a formal environment and you've got to take this meeting so i think mm-hmm. in that sense it's quite nice to see that from the pandemic for both men and women that's happening um uh in terms of uh the workforce uh, changing and evolving over the years uh only because my eldest daughter is wanting to go into the ai industry and so she's not my typical doctor pharmacist <laughs> all those things that uh we south asian uh parents aspire for her to be but she's not she's not going into that and and i'm supporting her 100% whatever you know is her will wherever her at the end of the day we can't force them to do what we think they should be doing and um and i and i said to her look it's it's a very hard industry to get into because once you step out of it to have a family and take that time out to have the family mm-hmm. people are going to be going ahead and so to then take 5 years out and then go back into it it's you're going to have missed out on all this learning and all this development so you're not going to be able to dip in and out of the the profession as easily do you think yeah. that still is the case tazeen would you agree with me Oh that's the age old question isn't it can women have it all um i think you know we have obviously the gender pay gap and for women in the uk um age 40 and over that's not going to close till their pensioners mm. um so we do have um serious issues um in the work in the workforce in that respect can um you know women naturally obviously um are going to want to take time out to have babies they're naturally going to want to be with their children um you know we we're, we're lucky in the sense that we're not like america you know we do have the option of a, a whole a year um, maternity but again at a reduced pay um it's just it's i think it's very difficult and i think 
I'm hesitant on maybe speaking too much about it because I know people's situations are, are, are sort of very particular and people have their own context um, as well uh, and what works for them. But uh, essentially, you know, um, it does. It, it, I mean, I, to be honest, I took time out. So I took time out. And when I went, came back into my career, it was really challenging. And I'm, you know, sort of quite comfortable speaking about that now, but it was very challenging. Um, I'd lost my confidence. I had to uh, sort of reprove myself, things that I knew that I could do, but I had to sort of reestablish myself. Um, it was, it was really difficult. It was really difficult. Um, but again, I think that's, you know, that's just one of the many barriers that women and maybe women from certain backgrounds as well have to sort of face. Yes, yes, it's very true. I mean, and I think you slightly touched on it there just at the end, but it, it all depends on your certain backgrounds that we are coming yeah. from, where you yeah. have to sort of prove yourself to say that, you know, um, uh, I, as I said, I've, I've take, I took 17 years out from teaching, mashallah, and then decided that actually, you know, and I was able to, and half of me wanted to do it to show my children that, look, you know, I took time out, but I'm going back to it. I've not said, right, that's it. That's the end of that career. It's mummy's still doing what she always wanted yeah. to do as well. So mm -hmm. I, I went back and, um, I, you know, I think teaching for me, I don't think I ever switched off really. When, you, when you've got children of your own, you're continuously yes. disciplining them, raising them, educating them. So you don't actually, as a teacher, you don't actually switch off. You, you are constantly teaching your children. So I was always, for me, I, although I wasn't teaching for 17 years, I, I feel I was, if that makes sense. But having taken that time out and then going back in, I did feel that I needed to try and fit in. And I'm talking to these teachers now that, are so much younger that don't have children and mm. I found now and I, I, I'd, I'd be curious to hear your view on this I found now that going back into teaching as a mum I'm mm. very different as a teacher now as I as I was pre-kids I was you know a teacher and I was understanding children oh you've left your homework at home or why have you done this you know I was very matter of fact about things but now I'm if they say we we couldn't hear my mum couldn't hear us read because she was really busy I I can envision that because I'm like yeah mm. that's true we are busy and I can understand mm. your mum being busy okay that's fine try and just get to maybe when mummy's cooking or something just read I can rejig it but I'm a bit more compassionate now I understand mm. children a bit more better because I think now I'm a mum I've I, I see it very differently. And, and the TA that I had in my class, she's got no children. So she was very hard on, you know, parents came by accident to pick their kids up because they forgot that they were in after school clubs. And I was like, oh, just let them take them. And she's like, nope, they have to go to the after school club. They've been booked in. I was like, okay, okay. So this is where I realized that, oh gosh, my being a mum, I'm too soft because I understand that mums just come out of her way to come and collect the child just let the child go but the mum was very understanding she said that's fine I'll just come back and left um but <laughs> she's, I, a, she's a she's I'm a more not, patient mum than me yeah, I, don't <laughs> I, I, I did say that to the TA I said you wouldn't want to cross me if that was me as a parent that you turned away I, I don't think I would have walked away as happily <laughs> I would have had quite a few things to say to you but would you agree that as a mum you've changed a little bit more or is it just me um, I'm not sure. So I wouldn't necessarily attribute it to being a mom. I would just say sheer life experience. Okay. So I think, you know, once you hit a certain age, not mentioning what that is, mm. um, I, th I think you've, you, you, you've seen enough and you've experienced enough to sort of, I, I, one would hope, you know, to sort of have that, that compassion for others. You don't know what others' struggles are, but you know that, no doubt everybody has theirs. Um, so I, th I think, I mean, say, for example, I work with teenage boys. I'm, I'm not, and I've never been a teenage boy, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you're a human being and you're experiencing something, you know, as in you're, yeah. you're, you're going through something, you have your challenges. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 you'd hope that, you know, sort of, uh, with age and seniority, yeah. you would, you would have that reflectiveness. Sure. Yeah, I think I think so. I think Alhamdulillah, um, it is life experience, and I think you know we 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 have got we are coming from a different perspective now. You know, we've 
aged not through just having children but through experiences that have happened in our lives you know be it good be it bad so we're or in the lives of others but that we've been exposed to absolutely yes you know and yes and that makes us a bit more um different now i wanted to go into the next question but i've got about 60 seconds until the break kicks in so um i don't really want to go into the next question listeners if you have just tuned in i have the lovely sister tazine with me this morning and we are talking about working women and um career changes um and how life has developed for women in the working world um it is a pre-record so um unfortunately we won't be taking in any questions this morning but we are streaming live as an audio on the facebook page so if you do have any questions or any comments that you would like to share with us please do leave that on the facebook page but for now we're going to go over to a short commercial break i hope you've enjoyed the conversation so far inshallah uh, but for now go refill the hot cup of brew or whatever it is that you're having with us this morning and join us after a short commercial break inshallah assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum and good morning. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host Neelam and joining me this morning is Sister Tazeen. It is Friday 8th of December. I feel strange saying that really, 8th of December. I can't believe we are in December already. Uh, so listeners, earlier in the show we were talking about um, women, working women and non-working women and how uh, life has evolved or maybe not evolved for women in the workforce and and, and the changes that have been um, taking place post-pandemic mostly. Uh, so uh, just a reminder to the listeners that this show is a pre-record so unfortunately I won't be taking any messages this morning but we are streaming live as an audio on the Facebook page so you can leave any comments on there. So I wanted to ask the question about um, the changing the expectations, Sister Tazine, about women working and not working and, um, you know, there's a, a taboo around both. You know, why are you not working? You should be working. Look at me. I'm doing this. And then I'm working and I shouldn't be working because I should be giving my children all the time. So it's trying to find that balance. How can we, you know, what, what advice can we offer women out there to move forward and change these expectations, perceptions, good or bad, with women working? Um, so I think, firstly, um, every woman just needs to know herself. She needs to know her circumstances. She needs to know, you know, they say, uh, what's your metal? What are you made of? Mm. Everybody has a different, you know, sort of threshold. People can take certain things. Some women would, you know, be overcome and really struggle mentally just being home full time with the children. Um, other women would sort of relish that opportunity. Uh, so I think what's really difficult is uh, looking at other people and sort of judging oneself based on um, other people because thank God we're not all robots, we're not all the same. Um, and also to be comfortable in one's skin, you know, to sort of be bold enough to make the decisions that suit you. Um, at the time when I actually left work and was raising my children, I actually, um, I, I, I had a, you know, a lot of resistance from even friends and family you know, you're, you're educated, you've gone and you've studied and, you know, you've acquired all these qualifications. Why are you spending time with, with toddlers? Um, but again, that was something that, you know, um, I, I knew my circumstances and it was actually one of the sort of greatest years of my life, actually, just being around very young children in play. It's just amazing, actually amazing, um, sort of watching them at that age and sort of seeing those developmental milestones. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, knowing your own situation. And again, the haters are always going to hate. So, you know, that's something that we're always taught, um, to work honestly and integrity, or to do everything with honesty and integrity mm -hmm. and, uh, to know that you're only, only answerable to your creator. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, people will say things, but they don't, they don't know, you know, they say whether somebody praises you or whether somebody critiques you. That is just, um, an, you know, that's an, an opinion. Mm -hmm. 
but you you know yourself so you shouldn't really be moved by either of those yes. um and, and Allah knows your true state yes. and um and, and what's good for you so you know like even just sometimes we don't know but even taking that back to Allah and just saying oh Allah, I don't know what's good for okay. me I I think I can do this I don't know if I can cope working I don't know if I can um you know raise you know stay at home and, and raise my kids but help me and guide me and you know when when the servant comes to the creator with that neediness and that brokenness then you know Allah and his generosity carries that person uh through through whatever it is that they're experiencing um, and, and that's very sound there as well and and I think that's true you know it's having that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because um a few weeks ago I did a show about women turning 40 and one of the things that predominantly many women spoke about was um how we thrive on what people's opinions are and actually hitting 40 made them realize that they don't need to be validated by somebody else to say that, yes, you can do this or you should do this or, you know, opinions are opinions. And as you said, you know, people will have negative thoughts and always be negative. Um, and, and, you know, generally people are quite pessimistic. So we will always think of, are you sure? Can you, you know, really make that step? Mm -hmm. We're not very confident to say yeah let's go and do that bold movement so yes having that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ultimately being connected mm. there would help us definitely yeah. and I think also to, to to be aware that our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was uh endlessly optimistic you know uh sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he really was and even like we talk about women in the workplace and it is a bit taboo to mention it but you know um even the sort of the 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 monetary independence that women have. I know that's a bit of a taboo subject, but, you know, we have women um, when they're independent and they have their own financial independence. Yeah. We've seen, you know, our tradition has, has sown. Firstly, we have Sayyidah Khatija, yeah. the, you know, the, 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 the one of the perfected women um, who, who had her own money in, monetary independence and she used that to, to aid Islam, you know, we wouldn't, we, none of us, we have 1.8 billion Muslims in the world today, there wouldn't be a single one of us um, had it not been for, for her sacrifices that she made. And and she did that based on her, you know, sort of her business acumen and her, her uh, you know, sort of her financial wealth that she gave in the cause of Islam. We have, um, you know, a blessed compa female companion, Rafaida bin Aslami, at the Battle of Handak, she actually built the first military hospital. Um, which was supported by the Prophet ﷺ. We have Shifa. She was a Muhajira. And in the time of uh, Sayyidina Abdullah, uh, sorry, no, uh, Sayyidina Omar, sorry, she was actually appointed as the supervisor of the marketplace and a leadership role. Yeah. Um, so we don't really, we have a disconnect from our own tradition. And I think that's what leads to often taboos around women in workplace and especially women's in, women in leadership, where actually we have um, a precedent for this, more than one precedent Sorry. in our tradition. We have, you know, women not only in leadership roles, um, but also women using their their financial independence and their wealth to um, serve the community and serve Islam. We have the oldest university in the world, the Karawi in, 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 in Morocco, and it was Fatima al-Fihri, you know, um, who, who actually founded that um, with her wealth. And there's a beautiful tradition of how I think every day that they were building the Karawi and she, was, she would fast um, for that entire period. So, you know, these are these are epic women. These are the role models for our daughters. And you mentioned earlier as well about, you know, challenges. In a way, we need to teach our daughters and our sons for that, to, to have resilience as well, um, that actually whatever challenges they face. And now we talk about the workplace. We know, we know you know, realities like discrimination, <laughs> prejudice. These are realities that our, our, our youth, you know, will face. Mm in the workplace um to actually to have resilience and also courage to to face those as well yeah absolutely and uh i really appreciate what you shared there tazine about the women that have in our islamic history uh shown these role models because i think we fail to forget that and there is a a cultural thing about this as well now you know where culturally women shouldn't work women mustn't work and actually if we look back from an islamic perspective we had women you know working very hard and successfully in in our mm. 
Islamic history. So, and I think, yes, it's just to remind ourselves and our children of this and not think that, no, you know, your job is to just raise children and have children and that's it. You know, there is yeah. more to it. Yeah. I mean, I find it interesting because we have um, the beloved of God, Salah um, you know, the the wife, I mean, for the vast majority of his life, he was monogamous. Mm-hmm. And the, the wife that Allah chose for him was this, you know, this entrepreneur, this, mm-hmm. this really um, inspiring woman who was married previously. She had children from, from her uh, previous marriage. Um, she was a businesswoman. She was uh, very astute. You know, she she also, interestingly, because she she had that, um sort of the, the the business side she 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 understood the world of men yeah um and yeah. she she had that awareness and that's who Allah chose as a companion for his his beloved prophet sallallahu so i find it interesting because you do have this um discourse within some muslim sort of circles um and often they'll cite sayyidina umar sayyidina umar very strict you know very harsh and sayyidina umar is the one who we just cited here who's appointed shifa bint abdullah as the yeah. As the uh, as the leader of the marketplace. Now she was a woman. She would go around. She would enforce laws. She yeah. would make sure that the dealings were done with you know with equity and and justice. So we have a rich tradition, but sadly because we have that disconnect with our own tradition, it sort of feeds this um, these these, these uh, sort of yeah incorrect yes yeah. Um, so, uh, Tazin, I mean, I'm interested because you took a time out from your career. So just yeah. to talk about your personal journey along this. So taking the time out and then stepping back in, how how was that transition from, you know, being a mum that was, did you go back straight away full time? Did you ease yourself back into the working world? And what, what made you think, right, now I need to just go and work? You know, what was your thought process you know children are old enough what was what was going on there um uh, so mine's are quite interesting as uh, sort of i would say um obviously every everybody has their own own sort of situations and, and and so on but for me i think it was more just when i when i had my first child mm-hmm. just that um just the weight of um, raising a child <laughs> was so immense, but I was in in a very privileged position that I I did have the opportunity to um, to, to step back. And I, I think maybe you did mention we talk about support networks at some point as well, because it really is um, a matter of looking at, at at your at your own situation and what support networks you have and what's available. But I was very fortunate that I did have um, you know sort of a rich support network around me. As they say, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, so I did, I did take time out and then we, we also founded a a homeschooling cooperative. So, I mean, the idea wasn't, it sort of came from the little one was at the age to go into nursery and I thought, goodness, that's just very young. Um, so I kept him back and then we had a few other mothers that were similar and then we sort of, we did mums and tots groups for many years actually. And then that sort of came, the school, the kids came to the age of of going to school to reception and we just sort of thought we'd help hold them back for a year the year became two years three years so they're sort of in their formative years more sort of similar to the nordic model we we sort of um we we, we were homeschooling during that time and then when i went back um i found and i find this this a lot of a lot of sisters have spoken to me about this that they you know they they've almost stepped out now they've come back in but the world's been moving along Mm-hmm. So they have to sort of, you have to almost reteach yourself. Um, you have to re- re-establish yourself in the workplace. Yeah. Interestingly, me, in me, in my own situation, personally, I would say it was more challenging being at home, <laughs> yes. um, personally speaking, which, I mean, I wouldn't say more challenging, but I would say just as, which is interesting because the, you know, there's that idea that it's um, it's, it's somehow to- easier it's harder. I think it's very hard because, I mean, as a school teacher, my the pressure was always on me that your children need to be bright because you're a school teacher, so you can just teach them at home. But it's a totally different story when it comes yes. to teaching your own yeah. children. It's a very, you know, your patience, your expectations, everything is at a different level when it's your own child. Yeah. Whereas when you're in the classroom, you've got different children of different abilities, your threshold of expectations and everything just drops and you're different. 
And it's harder when you when you teach your own child. So yes, I can imagine it being more exhausting being at home than it probably was going back into work. But when you went back to work, how how was that for you? Um, you know, did you get? I mean, did you get people you know praising you? Well done. You've taken on your career because this is what you were made to do. Or was it like, are you sure this is what you want to do? You know, I mean, I'm talking about myself here a little bit. When I I stopped teaching and then I started supply teaching and I had my mum, you know, full of praise. Mm. Well done. <laughs> You've done. And, you know, alhamdulillah, I've got a super mother-in-law. She's, you know, said, look, it's brilliant. I'm really happy that you're happy. I can watch the little one. I can help you. So, you mm. know, again, the support network that you're saying. Yeah. I just have a very clingy three-year-old who does not want to go to anyone Aww. but mummy. So <laughs> I need to fight that battle on my own. But, you know, I, I, I was... I was praised for raising children. I was praised for being at home. Mum was proud. And I know that, you know, um, you always want to make your parents proud. So I know that my parents were proud. But I didn't realise how much more they were proud that I went back mm -hmm. to what I had studied to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the level of praise was totally different. Oh, good, you know, yeah. you're doing something that you were designed to do or, you know, yeah. worked to do. How was it for you? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say that, you know, as women, we have this sort of within us to sort of almost sacrifice even our own wants and our own desires. So when you're speaking to me, I'm very much hearing, you know, your parents were pleased with you, your your, yeah. your husband were pleased with you, your kids were pleased with you. What about and me? I'm saying, and I'm saying, <laughs> who cares? No, yeah. I'm not, not with no, no no disrespect intended. But what what do you want? So you know, as a woman, what is it that you want? Do you feel? And again, women, we have so much to give, so much to contribute to you know, the, the, the world, the workforce. Imagine you didn't have any, you know, fe females in the world of medicine. You didn't have any females in the world of education. You know, what, you know, what a state they, those professions would be. So I think, you know, for women to look at their own skill set, look at what they can offer, what they want to offer, because human beings naturally, I think when we fulfill our purpose, we get like this um, sort of intrinsic satisfaction out of that. Um, so I think that's the question that women should really be asking themselves. Mm -hmm. And then after asking themselves to take the practical means. So I think networking is really good. And if you were in a career and you took a career break to keep up, keep in the loop. So keep in contact with, with, with colleagues, uh, rather than maybe if possible, if you don't want to completely leave your career, go very part time, but, you know, sort of keep, keep up with things. Um, so that when you go back, it's not, as it was for me, sort of very much, um, you know, sort of um, getting thrown in at the deep end uh, again. Um, but yeah, I think, for, and for women, when I when I say networking, I, I mean very much like um, women supporting other women as well. Yeah. So, you know, you have women who say, for example, um, workplaces are very much sort of male dominated and, and so on. But actually, when you have women and say, for example, you know, um, a sister was telling me of a colleague who wanted to breastfeed at work. So she was the first one to raise it and some, you know, some feathers were ruffled. And it was, a, you know, that, that, that initial discomfort of, you know, get, getting these things um, established. But look how now subsequently when women come, it's not even an issue. Probably nobody even thought twice about, oh, there was a time when there isn't, there wasn't a breastfeeding uh, a room here. So I think for women, it's just to know. And again, they have this, you know, this idea of like imposter syndrome that a lot of women think, oh, I shouldn't be here. I don't belong here. But actually, um, you know, and again, I think they've done studies on how like more authors are male rather than female, because there is this sort of bravado in writing a book. Like these are my ideas I'm writing. I'm putting them down on paper. So again, and again, when it comes to um, like negotiating salaries and so on, women will, will really not engage and men are more likely to. So I think it's just women knowing that they, that they belong. Yeah. And again, yeah. when you network and you, and you speak to other women and they're in similar roles and, um, you know, you, you have that validation as well, as well as that 
um, you know, that sort of sisterly support. I think women, we're our own worst enemies, you know. Um, again, when you're talking about taboos, maybe it's just me and my poor opinion of people, do yeah. forgive me. But again, it, the, 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 the image that was conjured in my mind was women hating on other women. Yeah. Um, so I think to really, to, to, you know, reignite that sisterhood and really understand that every woman's got her struggle, but actually there is strength in women supporting other women. It's interesting you say that about the negotiating because uh, from my husband and I's, you know, from from our perspective, um, I'm always the better negotiator with everything. So even when it comes to, I think, and that's a skill that I think I picked up at home because you know when you've had like builders come out and say we're going to do this and we're going to charge you X, Y, and Z for it, I've always yeah. worked around it, saying that look, you know talk me through how you're doing this where's your material yeah. coming from and I've outsourced stuff and said look I can get yeah. that cheaper don't add that in I'll do this so I think yeah. I, 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 you know you're I, negotiating there my love you're negotiating for your for your family and you're negotiating yeah, for, for on myself. behalf of your husband well, and I, your it's kids coming out of my bank salary so <laughs> I think that's no, but the fine. idea is I think yeah. I think I think the idea behind that is the reason why I think women are reluctant to negotiate for example their salary or even their position or their roles and their responsibilities yeah. is because they don't value themselves. And I think a lot of women, because we have this sort of generally, I'm generalizing here, do forgive me, but it's sort of self-deprecating nature and this, you know, sort of constantly sacrificing for others, which is, don't get me wrong, powerful, it's beautiful, it's immense. But at the same time, there needs to be that, you know, to, to, for a woman to understand her own value and to understand that, and to have that confidence, I think the main thing is confidence that I do have these skills, I can contribute, and I have a place, and I can actually do good. Like the examples that we cited earlier as well. Like, had these women not had that, yeah. as as you know, as a human race, we would be all the more all the more poorer, really. Yeah. I, I think you're right there. I think you know, um, especially when it comes to, and I and I guess that's when the sisterhood element can kick in as well, because if we remind each other of these positive attributes that women have and what we have it's you know how we can lift each other and support each other and, and remind each other that actually you are worth and you know you do have something going for yourself I mean um, and that's really important so um, I, I'm curious to know how how you are doing it Taisy and what your secret is as a working mum I'd like to know your secret please about finding the balance because I think this is something that many women struggle with. Like you have the home life and actually have children as well. And you're balancing both. And you always look amazing. Every time I see you, I think she's, you know, mashallah, always strong headed and getting on with things. And, and I like the way you, you know, multitask and you think, right, I'm doing this. And in that short of time frame, so you're very organized as well, mashallah. So, you know, what's your secret? I think you need to spend a few minutes with my children <laughs> and they will feel all oh. uh, that. No, that's not the case. I'm, I'm literally, I'm running around like a headless chicken half the time. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, one thing I'm very, very fortunate of is to have a great support network. So I think, you know, they say behind every great man is, is, is a great woman, you know, they're supporting him. But again, behind every established woman a successful woman is a whole group of sisters yeah. you know helping her be it mother be it sister be it auntie uh assisting her um you know even just if it's for a coffee and that you know that sort of that, that conversation um prayers praying for her you know so i think there's a whole team behind um each successful woman as well alhamdulillah and again we have to be that for each other so you know alhamdulillah if you're if you feel like you're in a situation where you've you've been blessed with that then alhamdulillah thank your blessings but also then you be that that force in somebody else's life to nurture others and to lift others you know one thing they say about our beloved prophet is that he, he lifted people he brought out the best in people you know he he, he just wanted to raise people. And I think we often, especially if you, you, you talk in the professional world as well, you know, uh, especially women, even, even in the sort of, um, sort of social sphere as well, you know, we, we, we hate on other women and there's a lot of cattiness and there's a lot of, en pardon me, envy and sort of, you, you, you're sort of wanting to draw people back. But I think as well, if you talk theologically as well, um, you know, we have a belief that Allah is al-kareem, you know, generous. Mm -hmm. So if there's a successful woman, Allah can give every woman 
that success and that contentment in her personal, private, social, um, professional life. Yeah. Um, so to to really wish good for people and to 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 lift people and to to nurture and support them, I think that's quite an important element as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess um, you know, I know again, this is me turning, and I think you you've made me think a little bit differently about myself now. But as women, we need to be role models to our children as well. So you know, having daughters myself, I know that when I do certain things, I'm they're going to only emulate everything that I do. So I have to. I have to put on, and I don't like to say facade, but you kind of do have to put on a little bit of a facade about how you're, how you're taking on things because you always want to get them to see the best. But it's okay to have these meltdown moments and breakdowns. And, you know, would you agree? What's, you know, what's your thoughts on that? As a mum. Uh, so yeah, what do, you, what, do you mean, what do you mean by meltdowns? You know, so as a mum, you know, when you are trying to put on this image that it's you've got to be strong and you've got to just take on things, but then actually, you know, you're going to hit it's rock, rock bottom. It's going to be a, a, a challenging moment, and it's actually going mm-hmm. to be quite hard. How, you know, you don't need to put on a fake face. Then you you can actually yeah. show that meltdown. Yeah. Well, I would say um, I, I I would say to be honest with your children, mm-hmm. and also I think I, I've had this this worry as well actually that. Um, we have to, especially as women, you know, sort of like toughen up, right? Mm. You're in the, the world of work. You have to act and talk in a certain way with our sons and our daughters. But I think it's important to be honest and say, look, this is challenging. Yeah. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's actually really healthy and really good to say, look, I'm, I'm struggling and I need a bit of help with this. Mm. Um, I, th- I think that's quite a, important thing for children to show to show them believe it or not we've got about half half 30 seconds left of the show is there any piece of advice that you could offer to the listeners that tuned in this morning uh keep your core strong so no matter what you're doing however busy home life work life gets have a moment where you're alone with your creator be it two minutes three minutes and um just just be alone no kids no work nothing no phone and inshallah, keep your core strong. If your core strong, whatever you face in your life, inshallah, by your core, I mean your relationship with your creator. If you're inward strong, then inshallah, whatever you face, Allah make it easy for you, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Sound advice there. Assalamu alaikum and Jumma Barak to everyone tuned in this morning. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org? And follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.